So, we're going to learn a letter of the Rebbe from 1985, 11th and Nisan, which was sent on Tuesday, the day of double good. Parshas Ahibay Mashmini, the leader of the tribe of Asher, 11th of Nisan, Brooklyn, New York, to the sons and daughters of Israel, wherever they are, God bless you all. Greetings and blessings. In continuation to the letter that the Rebbe sent that year on Friday, the, the day of Rosh Chodesh Nisan, and now we have, that we are a few days before Passover, it's appropriate to de- deepen our thoughts, to think more deeply in a few of the points which were brought out in the in the above-mentioned letter. And as it has been emphasized earlier, to deepen our understanding, to meditate about this in a way that it should be, should be expressed in our action. And not just that it should be expressed in action, but as in all matters of goodness and holiness, there needs to be, and we're talking about something holy, there has to always be an ascent. In other words, we should deepen our understanding, we should meditate, but the goal is that we should do something and do more. To ascend in holiness needs to be in a state of ascent. So we have to be higher today than we were before. So let's meditate deeply about this, but to have in mind that where we're going is we need to ascend in whatever we're doing. In the previous uh, letter, the Rebbe touched on the special connection of the way Passover set up on the year of 1985, when the first day of Pesach uh, is on Shabbos, which is also the way it is uh, this year. This um, underscores the common denominator of both Passover and Shabbos. This underscores the connection between the freedom of Passover with the pleasure of Shabbos. Passover, the central theme is freedom, and Shabbos, the central theme is pleasure. So the first day of Passover, falling out on Shabbos, underscores the connection, the common denominator of both of these points. What is the common denominator between these two points, between Passover and Shabbos? That they're both about being free of the negative both being free of the negative and pleasure uh, need to be perfect. In other words, what's common, what the common denominator of freedom and pleasure, pleasure of all goodness and pleasure from holiness, is that both of these things work um, in the similar way. They both need to be done in a perfect way. It explains. Perfection means you can't be satisfied with the fact that part, with just having a little bit of this. You can't even be satisfied with having a majority. There has to be perfection, the fullest measure. And if not, if you don't have the fullest measure, you're not just missing a little bit more freedom, or a little bit more pleasure, you're missing the, in the very quality of the freedom or the pleasure. You understand, Dr. Bratz? Okay. It's, it's, so what's common about pl- pleasure and freedom is, is that if it's not total, it's not just you have 80% of 100%, you're missing in the very stuff of what freedom is about and the very stuff what pleasure is about. So the question could be asked, and this is not just a question 
that your child may ask you. But as the children are supposed to ask questions on Passover, but this is a question that even Kulonu Chachamim, even if all of us were wise, as it says in that God, that we would have this question. If we have indeed reached the perfection, the true freedom, and the true pleasure, right? We're there, not just, and we said before, if you only have partial freedom, there's not really freedom. Only have partial pleasure, it's not really pleasure. It, you're missing something, the pleasure itself. So if once you've reached that, and you have total freedom, and you have total pleasure, so then, what, how do we begin this letter? We said there has to be an ascent in holiness, to go from strength to strength. How can we say you're going higher than that? Especially that this is a, this idea of ascending is a constant uh, instruction to every Jew and to all Jews. And it's based on the prayer and instruction of King David, the sweet singer of Israel in Psalms, who says, go from strength to strength. And it's brought down in the Code of Jewish Law, and it's based upon many, many sources in the Oral Torah which always ascend. So if we've reached perfect freedom and perfect pleasure, total freedom, total pleasure, pleasure from goodness and holiness, how can we be told to ascend? I met someone yesterday whose last name, whose name was Tamid. His last name was Constant. That's who he is. His name, it means to be constant. So how can Hashem ask us to constantly ascend when it seems we've, that's the pinnacle, that's the highest point? Especially... If you look at the words of Psalms carefully, it doesn't just say you should go from strength to strength. It says Yelchu. Yelchu means you should walk. The emphasis of the word walk means that you're totally departing from the place you were before. It's not just that you're, you know, uh, uh, you're, you're, you're ascending a little bit and you're still connected to where you were before. Yelchu means to move. And this is incomparably greater than the way things work in the world of vegetation. In vegetation, in, in, in trees and in plants, the sign of life is growth. And that's what we have in common with plants and trees and grass. As it's also, a person is compared to a tree. The sign that you're alive, that your life is, you're really living, is that you're growing. But when we're talking about growth of trees or, or herbs or whatever, whatever vegetation we're talking about, the growth is in the height or in the width or in the depth of whatever it is that's growing. But it's still, that tree, that plant is still in the same place. But when we talk about movement, which is something that only animals are capable of doing, not trees, Animals have the power of yechul, to move, to walk, to go from one place to another. They're able to go to a better and higher place than they were before. That's even true for animals. Animals have movement. So the animals are able to, to grow in a much greater way than vegetation can. And how much more so, we're talking about a person who has the perfect uh, ability to move. God gave a person the ability to work hard to go higher and higher in quantity and quality, and to com- even to completely transform ourselves to become a totally new creature. That's the power of a human being. He's able to completely transform. And not only to transform, but the word man, Adam, means similar to the Creator. Adam and Le'elian, similar to the Supernal One, similar to God. 
as explained in many places, that's the whole purpose of a man, that a man is meant to be uh, someone who goes in the ways of God. If God tells us to do this, that means God is empowering us to do this. We're supposed to go in God's ways. So, and this idea isn't something that's relevant only to those who are more uh, lofty, pious, professional Jews, as we call them, tzaddikim. It's not just for special Jews, because the instruction of going God's ways and to go from strength to strength, as all the instructions of the Code of Jewish Law, is for every Jew, there's one Torah for us all. So if there's one Torah for us all, the question is greater. After we have reached freedom, and we've reached pleasure in a perfect way, so we're totally free from all negative things, and we're completely immersed in our pleasure from goodness and holiness, and every person according to their understanding, according to their full power of understanding, according to their full power. So how can you ask them and to go higher and higher, and not just to go higher and higher, but to be yechul, to halicha, to move to a completely, completely different place? If, we are, if I've achieved complete freedom from negative things, so why, why is Hashem telling me to, to move? Where am I supposed to go? Once you've reached the top, you're at the top. The answer for this question is alluded to by the words in the Torah, describing actually uh, uh, Shabbos. Shabbos is called in the Torah, the Shabbos of Shabbos. Yom Kippur is called Shabbos of Shabbos, but, you, but the also Shabbos is also given that name. That there is Shabbos, and there is a Shabbos of Shabbos. So, although... Hashem tells us on Shabbos to enjoy Shabbos, and you're supposed to have enjoyment all t- the hours of Shabbos, but in Shabbos itself, we do go from strength to strength. In the beginning of Shabbos, our pleasure, as Shabbos begins, is from the work that we've done. We achieve tranquility, we achieve rest from the work that we were doing from the worldliness that we're involved in, we're relaxing, we're from the strain. So however great the pleasure is in in relaxing from strain, but it depends upon how much strain you have to to know how much pleasure you're going to have. You know, the harder the week is, the the, the more that you're going to appreciate that Shabbos. So so it's, it's commensurate to your involvement during the week, that's how Shabbos begins. A pleasure from work. Pleasure from relaxing from the strain that you had. Now you continue on um, Shabbos. Shabbos morning, when the pleasure and the tranquility has already been reached, you know, Shabbos has begun already, you've already entered that zone of relaxation. Now in Shabbos morning, there's a higher kind of pleasure, which is connected with not a, a Shabbos from work, Tishbois, the third instructions on Shabbos, Tishbois, rest from work. That's how Shabbos begins. You're resting from work as Shabbos begins. Comes Shabbos morning, it's not called Tishbois, resting from work. Shabbos morning is called Shabbos la Hashem. It's, a, it's a resting for Hashem. It's resting... It's a pleasure from godliness. It's not, a, it's not a pleasure because I'm not working. It's not a pleasure because I'm not being strained. 
A Shabbos morning enters is a different kind of pleasure. It's a pleasure from godliness. And then, as Shabbos continues, we reach the highest level of pleasure after Mincha and Shabbos. It's called Raivet Dachol Raivin, the time of the most desirable time, the time of, uh, of pleasure, great pleasure, which it's called Raivet Dachol Raivin. It's a pleasure beyond all pleasures. In other words, even compared to all the spiritual pleasure that we achieved on Shabbos, Mincha of Shabbos, after Mincha, it's a, it's a much deeper pleasure. So that there's no, at that point of Shabbos, there's, there's not, there is no um, memory even of any, and there's, no, there's no memory and there's no effect at all of the physicality and of the world. Rather, at that point in Shabbos, is La Hashem It's a Shabbos to Hashem alone, to Hashem your God. And Okay, so that's so we so 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 what we see that Shabbos we ascend in our pleasure. Although we we asked the question, we started this this letter. How is it possible to for Hashem to ask us to ascend in peace in in our in our pleasure on Shabbos in our pleasure and ascend in our freedom? Once you've reached perfect freedom and perfect pleasure, you reached it. And if you haven't reached it, then you're missing pleasure, you're missing freedom. But if you reach it, you reached it. What's the meaning of ascending within that? So now we have some kind of a um, basis for the discussion. We see that in Shabbos itself, there are different levels of pleasure. There's a pleasure from not working. And there's a pleasure, there's a tranquility, there's a pleasure from godliness, pleasure from holiness, not just a pleasure because I'm not strained. And there's a pleasure on the end, in the end of Shabbos, which is called the pleasure of all pleasures. Pleasure in, even in comparison to the earlier pleasures of Shabbos. So, on that note, um, there is there is an emphasis of the halachta, to move. Not just Hashem tells us to reach higher levels, but to move away completely from the level before. So, let's say, for example, we're talking about connecting to Hashem. So, there is believing in Hashem, knowing that Hashem is there, Right? That's one level, of believing in general that Hashem is there. And then there is reaching a higher level, uh, reaching the secrets of the Torah, the secrets of the secrets. And then there is a concept of walking in the Garden of Gan Eden, as it says about Rehikiva, that he was able to, to walk into the deeper secrets of the Torah. And then there is the perfection of the coming of Mashiach, where not just we're going to believe in Hashem, but it says the, the knowledge of Hashem will fill the world like water covers the ocean bed. So we see that it's possible to you know, have a Shabbos for Hashem, you're correcting Hashem in some level, and there's a whole different level in Shabbos itself. A simple example we could find in the pleasure of a great wise man who is, cares not, about nothing more than intellectual concepts. He has great satisfaction from learning intellectual concepts. But when he has a new idea, this guy who only enjoys ideas, he only enjoys learning, when a new idea comes into his mind, a, then he has an incredibly greater pleasure than he had before. He's learning a toysis he always learned. He's learning a gemara, he's learning a, a, a varts chassidus, something in chassidus he always learned. And now he has a new insight into it. So although he ha- his pleasure is all in, in, in ideas, he has, he, he, but now all of a sudden there's, some, there's a deeper kind of pleasure. Yeah. So Seb so is saying that a similar concept we could say about, about freedom 
as well. Although we said that once you reach freedom, you reach freedom, no, but, the, but in freedom itself, there could be levels. In total freedom, there could be levels. When a slave is freed from slavery, especially if he's freed from back-breaking labor, as it was when we left Egypt, and we left Egypt, not just we were freed from back-breaking labor, but we left with pride, Yad Rama. So that's certainly reaching one, we should go from, we're supposed to go from strength to strength. So certainly going out of backbreaking labor and walking out of Egypt, you know, with pride, that's certainly one kind of freedom. Nevertheless, are we totally free yet? We're still afraid the Egyptians are going to run after us and, and imprison us again. So although we walked out with, with pride, but they're still chasing afterwards, as actually they did chase afterwards. And then there is the splitting of the Red Sea. When we saw that the Egyptians actually um, were totally over, uh, we, we won them, and they were totally nullified, and there was no reason to fear the Egyptians anymore, because they were all gone. So, so that's when we felt a stronger strength in our freedom. And then there's a deeper freedom when we arrived at Mount Sinai, and we got the Torah, and we became God's kingdom of priests, God's holy nation. That's a higher freedom. And then there is, not just when we got up to Mount Sinai, we actually got the Torah, but in addition to God crowning us with that title, a kingdom of Canaan, etc., there is a, um, a, 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 an additional um, distinction of freedom that's achieved when God uh, gave us this, uh, gave us actual Torah. So from all that we've learned till now, it's, it's, it's understood the idea of going from strength to strength in our service of God. The first strength that we have to reach is to turn away from evil, to be free from the ways of the Egyptians, from actual evil. So we have a challenge to have the strength to overcome the challenge, not to do something wrong, and not only in action, not only in speech, but even in thoughts, not to allow yourself to think something wrong. That's one level of freedom. Then there's a higher strength. We're supposed to go from strength to strength. A higher level of strength is in turning away from evil when you don't even think about doing something wrong because you are loving God with all your hearts in the plural, Yitzhatomi Yitzhahara, so that your evil inclination, um, not only are you not over, is that, does he not able, not only is your evil inclination not able to control you, but you've transformed him. And so the Yetzirah, the evil inclination, together with your good inclination, Yetzirah Taiv, are both participating in this love for God. And between these two levels of turning away from evil and transforming evil to good, there are many, many levels in between of level of love of love of God, and it's, it's, there's higher and higher levels. So just like this is true in going from strength to strength, from going, turning away from evil to um, transforming evil to good, so too there's a concept of going from strength to strength in just doing good. God is a source of all blessings. He tells us, if you keep my laws, I will give you rain in its, in its, in its season. That when a Jew goes in God's ways, from strength to strength, then God gives him all of his physical needs and also his spiritual needs with abundance. And then there is a higher blessing. As it says in the Torah, 
that not just God gives us the rain, the rain isn't the goal for itself, the rather the rain is only a, a, a means in order to make it easier for us to keep Torah mitzvahs, so we should be able to ascend in Torah mitzvahs. In other words, we, look, we use our God's blessings for children, for health, for a comfortable livelihood, and in order to be able to make more spirituality until we're able to reach a level to see the pleasantness of God. Or, in the language of the Alter Rebbe, as the Alter Rebbe said, who do I want in heaven? Who do I want in the earth? He doesn't want any spiritual pleasures represented by heaven. He doesn't want any physical pleasures represented by the earth. Rather, he just wants Hashem alone. So that's a higher level in, in, in uh, our going from strength to strength in our service of Hashem. That we're not interested in, in the physical or the spiritual, just interested in Hashem alone. And this is how the Rambam concludes the, his book, the um, uh, Mishnah Torah. That when Mashiach will come, all sweet things, all kinds of pleasure will be to us like dirt, like earth. There will be no significance to us. Because the main attraction, the main interest in the world will be to know God. To, it's understood that knowing God, there's infinite amount of levels within knowing God. You can know God and then you can know God. The very first law of the Rambam, Maimonides starts off with the foundation of all foundations, the pillar of all wisdoms, is to know that there's a God. That's the beginning. And the end of the Rambam talks about the highest level of knowledge of God, the world will be full of knowledge of God like water covers the ocean bed. So, the Rambam says, when Mashiach will come, we're going to know God according to the power of man. Every man is different. Um, and even within each person, your power today is not the same power as, in, as it always is. Every power, even your power changes. You grow and you go from higher and higher. And so too in our davening, there are many levels. In the kavana and davening, in our attachment to Hashem and davening, in many different ways. You could serve Hashem like a servant. You could serve Hashem like, like a child. You could serve Hashem like a child who is just a baby. You could serve Hashem like a child who is a wise child. And so too, in the same person himself, you can't compare your power in one prayer to your power in another prayer. And the very same day, you start off at Ani, just acknowledging Hashem, and then you reach Shema Yisrael, which is about sacrifice to serve Hashem. So the idea of ascending from as the Torah says that Davin is compared to a ladder, that the bottom of the ladder is on the earth and the top of the ladder is, on the sky, is, is, is in the heaven. So, th- so, so we see basically that although there is a concept of total freedom and total pleasure, but there is within that itself, there, it's, it's, it's always possible to go higher and higher. It be Hashem's will that every single one of you, man and woman, with our young, with our old, sons and daughters, among all the Jewish people, should, as mentioned in the previous letter, use out in the fullest measure the power of man that God gives each of us from his full, open, holy, and broad hand to reach the fullest measure of freedom, freedom from every worry and all worries and all things that disturb you. together with the fullest measure of pleasure, 
especially because we have the power of Shabbos this year, Shabbos B'Shabbatei, together with the time of our freedom, beginning, the time of freedom began with God revealing Himself, the King of all kings revealing Himself in His honor, in His glory. Uh, and just like then, right after we were redeemed, we started the days of Sephira, we started counting the Omer. Um, hold on a second. But counting the days, waiting for the day when God will give us the Torah. So too, we're supposed to look at, at leaving Egypt and looking at the mitzvahs Hashem is giving us as something which is totally brand new. That at the end of the time of the counting the Omer, God again is going to give us the Torah this year on, in the holiday of Shavuos. So when we count the Omer, it's supposed to be together with this idea of movement from strength to strength, movement from the first initial revelation of Hashem as Hashem gives us to us in the, in the beginning of the holiday of Pesach, and to go through our own efforts higher and higher, until reaching perfection uh, of the whole world, which will start from the true and complete ula of the Jewish people to Mashiach, and immediately afterwards, through the redemption of the Jewish people, there will be the perfection of the world, according to the promise of Hashem, which, was me- which is mentioned at the end of the Rambam, Hashem will transform all the nations to serve God with one consent, and the whole world will be full of knowledge of God like water covers ocean, ocean bed with honor and with blessing to be successful in all the above and wishes for a kosher and joyous Pesach. So in short, I was saying that it, although it's, it's true that once you reach perfection of freedom and pleasure, you're free. But within pleasure itself, there are levels. And each thing in our, each matter of service of Hashem, there's, it's always possible to go higher and uh, Hashem, Hashem tells us that we can go higher, and we're free to go higher, and, uh, and that's what this year is about, the year that where Pesach and Shabbos coincide to achieve freedom and pleasure um, in our service of Hashem, and from our service of Hashem in, in the fullest measure. L'chaim, l'chaim.